welcome to Peanut Butter and Jelly Shoes. This is Caitlin. This is Tiffany. And we have a special guest today. Can you introduce yourself? Yes, I'm Anna, and I've been a friend of Tiffany and Caitlin's for quite some time, and finally, years into their podcast, I've been invited uh, (laughs) as a guest, so I'm very honored. Um, It's a little late, but better late than never. We've just been waiting for the right opportunity that would be perfectly tailored to your interests, and I think we, we found it. We sure did. Well, Tiffany had a fantastic idea that we should talk about the show Friends. Which is Anna's life. Yeah, right. I've been, it's been, basically, those are my six best friends. And they have been since I discovered it in 1994 when I was too young to understand how great it is. And then some, it sparked something in me and um, been obsessed ever since. Yeah, well, and Anna also, like, is a fabulous writer connoisseur so she knows her shit right yeah that's sweet so are you caitlin which no, you should talk that's about not, more on your podcast absolutely not <laughs> how many mo- movies have you written anna that have been filmed and produced and aired on television um nine and it Damn. will be going on 12 by the end of the year so she's like f- find her she's fantastic <laughs> Aww, proper successfully famous it's no. pretty cool that we got her on this show talking oh about friends yeah thank you so much for taking time out of your schedule to talk to us anna oh my god well, first of all i'm shut up you guys second of all i would talk to you even if i was falling off a cliff i would record your podcast oh wow that'd be yeah. hard to That's talk pretty big falling off a cliff. the audio would be terrible but <laughs> Well, yeah, as you can tell, we're still social distancing, um, but it's that time of year where everyone gathers together to give thanks, and I couldn't think of a better uh, show that has good Thanksgiving episodes than Friends. So I that's agree. what we're doing. I agree. It's, um, they, I feel like they put it on the map of shows doing Thanksgiving specials, because before, everyone always did Christmas specials, and... Now, like, you know, Bob's all, Bob's Burgers always has Thanksgiving, and now I feel like Thanksgiving's included a lot more, and I really think Friends paved the way for that. I, yeah, I, I wouldn't disagree. That's, that's yeah, because it seems like it was always Halloween, and then, like, they went straight into Christmas, and there was nothing, like, you know, holding the line between the two. Right. Yeah, and since Friends, kind of, their specialty was Thanksgiving episodes, there were a whole lot to choose from, and we deferred to our local expert. Uh, which one did you end up suggesting we watch, Anna? So, um, I suggest we watch uh, the one with all the Thanksgivings, which now is on HBO streaming, it's called the one with the Thanksgiving flashbacks, but it originally aired what? as the one with all the Thanksgivings, and it's season five, episode eight. And I did it because we get basically seven different Thanksgivings in one episode. I also picked this one because it was the one that was on my Best of Friends VHS tapes that I bought when I was 13. We took a trip to England and France for a friend's wedding, and I was allowed a souvenir. And instead of getting anything remotely French or English, I got the Best of Friends VHS tapes <laughs> from, from a basically a Borders equivalent store there so wait, um, that's the most anna thing i've ever heard yeah. how many this, episodes this was on it. how many episodes were on the the tape that's a good question i i have to, i have to go back and look because so friends was still airing at the time so really it was only one through five mm. is the seasons they chose from um i believe it was six episodes on each tape but, but i'm not i'd have to double check I have a couple 
couple of those myself, the VHS best of. They were like yeah. two VHSs in one pack. Yes. Yes, that's it. Yeah. Yeah, I have a couple of those myself. And it that's was one of those friends. things. It was one of those things that was kind of weird because we were thinking like, what should we do for Thanksgiving? Well, Friends has a lot of episodes. Anna loves Friends. That could be fun. But I don't know. It's not that old enough. And then we were like, oh, my God, wait. No, it's definitely <laughs> it's definitely old enough to, ca- to fall into, like, a proper podcast for us. Yeah. What year did this air? Was it 99? No. Oh, oh, what year did this one air? Yeah. That's, let's see. It's, it's 94 was season one. 98? Yeah, it would have been 99. Or 98, probably? Oh, 98. Yeah, yeah. The season of 98. God, that's crazy. I mean, look at the air date. Um, But, yeah, I just, I I think it's a, but before we dive into this Friends episode, I think I just want to quickly go through (laughs) all of the Thanksgiving episodes, just to mention the ones and what season. (laughs) I feel like it's just, it just, it needs to be done. Absolutely. maybe, Maybe before you even do that, can you give us, like, a quick, you know, one sentence per friend description of who the friends are. If there's anyone on the planet who doesn't know. If someone is listening to this podcast and hasn't watched Friends, I turn please, please turn this podcast off. The, no. Friends, but turn this off and go watch Friends. It would be some, it, it, It's just, it's almost as popular internationally as it is in the United States, if not more so. Oh, totally. It's re- yeah. re-recorded in hundreds of languages. So, um, uh, but I will go, I will do a quick overview. Uh, friends is about just that, six friends living in New York City, and it's about their lives. And Monica, who is a neat freak chef, a, uh, a little anal about certain things, and she kind of is the glue of the group because she has the connection to each one of the friends. Uh this is going to be too hard to do a set once and it's about each, but Rachel comes in. I can't, you know, you know what? Just go watch the pilot. <laughs> well, well, because, like, how about otherwise, this, this will be like a two-hour podcast. Well, maybe Caitlin and I are a little separated emotionally from it, so we could probably do that. So Monica is who Anna said. Her brother is older than her, played by, uh, his name is Ross, played by David Schwimmer. He's a paleontologist. He's unlucky at love and is obsessed with Monica's high school best friend, Rachel, who leaves her husband, or leaves her fiance on their wedding day and uh, ends up moving in with Monica. And then across the hall from Monica and Rachel live Joey and Chandler. Joey is a working actor who loves sandwiches and ladies. And Chandler's like the wisecracking, you know, smart Alex sidekick and then Phoebe is the other friend who's a musician kind of like massage massage yeah yeah Yeah. she's like new age yeah yeah so I think that's it that was way better than I would have wanted to go in because then I was like well then you know they stopped being roommates and (laughs) six and then or season yeah okay so um (laughs) but anyways the, the most important thing is that there's a Thanksgiving episode in almost every season, Ooh. and I'm going to say almost because uh, people are divided on season two whether it's a Thanksgiving episode or not. Wait, how 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 is something like that unclear? Well, I will tell you. <laughs> I will tell you by walking you through the season. So Please. season one, season one is uh, the one where Underdog gets a win, and this one is 
through, so they decide to have Thanksgiving together. And then kind of everything goes wrong, and they all get locked out of the apartment when they want to go watch Underdog's Balloon that escaped the Macy's Day Parade. And Monica burns all the food, and we discover Chandler hates Thanksgiving because that's the day his parents get divorced, which comes, we actually see that scene in the episode we're going to discuss later. Um, and so it's a, it's, it's a Thanksgiving episode because it's all about Thanksgiving. So here's, then season two comes. And season two is the outlier to the all ten seasons because it's the one with the list where Ross is trying to decide between Julie and Rachel and they just kissed the night before in the previous episode. And, and Chandler has the stupid idea to make a list of each of their like flaws, uh, which, of course, Rachel finds and it's a disaster. But the only mention of Thanksgiving is when in the B story, Monica's hired by this company to make a recipe with a thing called makalit, which is a synthetic chocolate that is very, very disgusting and gross. And he says, can you make some recipes that we can start using for Thanksgiving? So that is the only, it's not about Thanksgiving. It's not about a Thanksgiving meal, but it's around Thanksgiving time. Gotcha. I mean, I would I would be in the camp that would argue that's not a Thanksgiving episode. Agreed. Then. I agree. It felt like they they wrote that, they had that idea on the board, and then they sort of, like, awkwardly, like, shoehorned in a Thanksgiving reference to make it, oh, it's going to air in November, let's uh, make it Thanksgiving. Totally. I feel, like they, I feel like they got the ball rolling season one, they're like, we're going to be that show that does Thanksgiving's episodes, and then they maybe just forgot in season two. Um, season three, we're back on track. That's the one with the the one with the football, where they play. At this point, uh, Ross and Rachel are dating, and they reference this thing called the Geller Cup, which we later learn is just a, a, a troll glued to like a ply of wood. But it's really meaningful, and Ross and Monica competed every year for it in flag football. So that one, the entire one, is Thanksgiving Day while Monica's cooking the meal they go play football in the park um and then season four is the one with Chandler in a box where Chandler has kissed Kathy Joey's girlfriend and as a the only way Joey can forgive him is if he sits in a box and thinks about what he did um and meanwhile Monica has Richard's son over for Thanksgiving who played by Michael Varton of Alias Fan. oh right Oh, right. And and it's really weird and, and awkward because they kiss and she's like, you kiss like your dad. And it, anyway, <laughs> then season five, the one with all the things, the Thanksgivings that we're going to talk about today. Um, season six is the one where Ross got high. But most people know this Thanksgiving episode because of Rachel's trifle. She, oh, makes, yeah. the, she makes the dessert herself and actually adds beef. Yeah, and, um, and Joey's a big fan. I remember that very well. Yeah, everyone else thinks it's disgusting. It tastes but like feet. He's like, what's not to love? Yeah. Um, meanwhile, the, the reason it's called the one where Ross got high is because this is Chandler and Monica um, are getting serious, but she hasn't told her parents about Chandler because ever since college they've hated Chandler because they thought Chandler got high in Ross's room when it was really Ross. And so they're trying to get Ross to admit what happened so that way the parents will like Chandler. Mm. Um, and then season seven is the one where Chandler doesn't like dogs and it's the one where at the moment Phoebe's staying with them because their apartment burned down and she's taking care of her friend's dog named Clunkers 
and we learn that Chandler doesn't like dogs. And meanwhile, like Tag is that's that whole thing with Rachel and her assistant, and they kiss. Blah, blah, blah. It's not. It's not. It's probably my least favorite. Um, and then season eight is the one with the rumor, and that one stars Brad Pitt, who mm. of course was married to Jennifer Aniston at the time. And he plays someone who went to high school with uh, Ross, Rachel, and Monica, was Ross's really good friend, but hated Rachel because Rachel was really mean to him. But Rachel doesn't remember him because he used to be fat. Now he's lost a lot of weight and he looks like Brad Pitt. Uh, it's, it's really funny and, and it's called The One with the Rumors because they find out that Ross and him were in a group called the I Hate Rachel Club. And they made up a rumor where she uh, had a teeny weeny penis. Um, and it got around, and, uh, anyway, so, it's, it's a good, it's a, it's a revealing episode about Ross's feelings for Rachel back then, and he didn't know what to do with them, so he joined an I Hate Rachel fan club. Um, and then, and then season nine is, is super funny, because it's the one with Rachel's other sister, um, who's played by Christina Applegate. Because we've already, in, uh, I think it's season six, we meet Jill, who's played by Reese Witherspoon. So this is the other sister, Amy, who's just a complete, vapid, selfish nut job um, who keeps mistaking Ross as the falafel guy. Um, and then season 10, and the last one, it's the one with um, Ross, or Chandler and Monica are busy going through an adoption and looking about moving, and so they just, like, they didn't want to host Thanksgiving this year, and everyone said, it's not Thanksgiving unless you host, because now for the past ten years they've been doing Thanksgiving together. And so they're like, fine, fine, but don't be late. And everybody, of course, ends up being extremely late, and they lock them out, and it's this whole thing, and and they, they finally get together at the end because... Monica and Chandler get a call that says their adoption went through and they're going to be parents. So it's a very emotional Thanksgiving episode. Sounds like it. Okay, well, that's our time. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for listening. (laughs) I just just think it's important people know all of Thanksgiving. No, I love how passionate you are. It's, It's fantastic. That's, that's the whole reason why we wanted you to do this podcast is because you're so enthusiastic about it. Yeah. Oh, good. <laughs> I could talk about it all day. I know. We know. <laughs> but we're going to cave it under an hour, hopefully. Um, but, so, Anna. Yes. This episode that we watched was season yes. five, correct? Season five, yes. Okay. So, it's about the, it's the one, why, why did they change the name of it? I don't understand that. I don't know. It aired as the one with all the Thanksgivings, and then in streaming it says um, the one with the Thanksgiving flashbacks. But there's a few, actually, that, that's not the only one. There's a few that in streaming the name has changed. So um, I don't know e- each of the ones, and I don't know the reasons. That would have been good research for me to do. <laughs> well, like Anna, Anna stated, this one um, has a lot of different Thanksgiving stories within the one episode. I mean, it, it basically opens with all of them post-Thanksgiving meal. They're all extremely full, and there was a very relatable Joey moment where everyone's bemoaning how they can't move. Phoebe can't even lift up the remote control to <laughs> change the TV channel, and Joey's like, I could eat. And I related to that, because I always have that moment on Thanksgiving where I'm so full, but I could still eat, like, more pie. Yeah. And that's what Joey's talking about. Yeah. Yeah, He's like, I could definitely go for something sweet. Yeah. That's a thing, Um, though, you know? 
It is. There's always extra room for some reason for dessert. I don't know why. It's like we have separate dessert stomachs. Or no, something. it's true. There's like some. There was some scientific study about it. How like our brain, like we we crave different flavor profiles, and so like we want something else if it doesn't match what our initial meal was. Mm. I don't know. Oh, interesting. I'm paraphrasing crazily, but yeah, it's like it's a it's an actual thing apparently. That makes sense to me. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're all sitting around, they're all full, and I don't remember who, I'm sure Anna does, suggests that they all go around and say what they're thankful for, and it was the first moment where, like, and listen, I watched the show when it aired, I was a fan of the show, Anna and I did a Friends trivia, was that just last year, Anna? Yeah, which I'll get to, because actually something about that trivia game comes up later. Um, yeah, so we did a Friends trivia, and I, like, rewatched the entire series in preparation for it. So, like, it's all very fresh in my head, all ten seasons within, like, the last year. And there are there are moments of the show where you're like, mm, it was a product of its time. It's not re- – some of those things wouldn't really fly. Um, and I think one of those things is Joey waxes poetic for quite a while. That how what he's most thankful for um, <laughs> are, yes. are songs because he saw a woman's skirt get blown up by, like, was a subway grate or something. Well, first he says... about songs for a while. He masquerades it by first saying, I'm thankful for this beautiful fall breeze we're having. And they're like, oh my god, that is so sweet. And then he's like, because it blew this girl's skirt right up and you could see her thong. And then when we come back from the main titles, he's still going on about the thong. Yeah. Naturally. I don't know if that would really be... No. The majority of friends would not fly anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so after that moment, they they each decide to kind of tell their Thanksgiving story, and Chandler starts, and he's like, you know, no one has a worse Thanksgiving story than me. Like Thanksgiving is a horrible holiday. I hate it because, like Anna said earlier, that's when he found out his parents were getting divorced because his dad uh, was gay. Yeah, and sleeping with the, I guess their butler guy. Their butler or weird manservant? Yeah, I didn't... <laughs> weird manservant. I didn't understand his role. Uh, <laughs> uh, first, really quickly, before it, it gets to that, why it goes from what we're thankful for to what our worst Thanksgivings are is because Ross makes this comment that he doesn't know what he's more thankful for, his divorce or being evicted. Because yeah. at this point in the timeline, he, had, he married Emily but said Rachel's name. She decided she obviously wanted a divorce. And he lost his job he basically got kicked out of his job because he was just in a rage all the time and got evicted from his apartment so that makes it turn to wow this is the worst thanksgiving and then they all argue no no i have the worst thanksgiving that's yes right that's fair thank you but but i will say oh god i, I remember i had a cringe moment because it was like ross is just such a sad sack like <laughs> yeah like, and not only that, the divorce and the getting fired are, like, 100% his fault. So the fact that he's, like, moping about, I get a divorce. It's like, you're the reason for the divorce, dude. Like, it has nothing to do with her. You're ju- you got fired from your job because you suck at your job. Like, it's not like, if it had been different, like, if his wife had cheated. Like, his first marriage, I understood why he was such a sad sack about. Like, because she, his, his wife left him. Like, and was a lesbian. Yeah. Right, so he was, like, he felt like he had been duped, and, like, he felt sad about that, and then, like, you know, had he been fired for some other reason, but, like, dude, this is all oh, you your fault. You know what? I just realized that we're out of order, so he doesn't get fired until the next episode. Oh, no, he's getting of, evicted. Because of the sandwich. 
Oh, you're right because of the sandwich. Well, why, 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 sandwich. Was he, why was he evicted then? He was evicted. I'm. Re- it's all coming back. He was evicted because Emily said she would stay with him if he would get a new place with all new furniture. And so he, and because they're and because Emily's cousin had a deal on a place. So Ross packs up his whole apartment and moves to the cousin's place, which we don't. We only see him packing up the apartment. So theoretically, he's at the cousin's place. On the episode where she decides she can't do this because he doesn't listen to her deal of not ever seeing Rachel again, he's like, I can't do that. And she's like, fine, we're getting divorced. The cousin kicks him out. So he had already moved out of his apartment, and then the cousin kicked him out. Sorry, it all just came back to me. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) But again, all this, it's still his fault. He said Rachel's name at the altar. Right, yeah, Yeah, that's, uh, you know, that's on him. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, Ross. Okay, so we go from 1978, which is Chandler's worst, and then we go all the way back to 1862. Yeah. This is is Phoebe's Thanksgiving, worst Thanksgiving. This is Phoebe's worst Thanksgiving, where apparently she's a nurse in the Civil War, and her arm gets blown off, and it won't stop gushing blood. And when it cuts back to present day, uh, Roscoe's in this lifetime, Phoebe. And I remember, as a 13-year-old, I thought that was the funniest thing in the whole world like i remember losing it like really oh my god i couldn't stop laughing i thought that was so funny that she thought they were talking about like their past lives i don't know it was like it was it just made me love phoebe it was (laughs) it was definitely clever i'll say that um funny nah clever (laughs) yes well, I I do enjoy a sight gag, so like I re- I knew what was coming for her story, and I I remembered the arm getting you know blown off by shrapnel, and her just kind of looking at it and going, oh no, and just being very upset about it. Uh, I thought that I did think that was pretty funny. I I don't know if I would have dissolved into gales of laughter, but it well, made I me think, smile. I think the funny part was Ross's line about it, like mm. in this lifetime, Phoebe. <laughs> I liked so that's, that's I, I liked Joey's follow up though, where he was like, "Oh, I wish yes. I could remember past life," and he was like, "Well, of course you can't. You're brand new, honey, or something like that." Yeah, because he very- probably is. And then it and then it cuts into Joey's worst Thanksgiving. Which one, Caitlin? What happened for that one? Um. Oh, that was 1992. Mm-hmm. And uh, okay, this so Joey. This actually was the only genuine laugh-out-loud moment I had watching this. Okay. Was, was when he... So Joey comes out of the bathroom and he's got a turkey on his head because he put his... He wanted to scare Chandler. So Monica's getting ready for Thanksgiving. Oh, no, no. Was it Monica? No, it was Rachel? Who, no, Rachel wasn't yeah. there yet. Yeah, Rachel didn't... Yeah. So it was... Uh, Monica and Phoebe lived together. It was Phoebe. Time. It was Phoebe. Who, uh, so Joey comes out of the bathroom and he's got a giant turkey on his head and they're like, oh my god, and he's stuck, he can't get it off. And he put it on there because he wanted to scare Chandler. And he now he's stuck in there. So, um, but she's like, Phoebe's freaking out, like, oh my god, you can't show Monica, like Monica's gonna flip. Monica comes inside, they try to hide <laughs> by having him just put his, the turkey head onto the table <laughs> And then, like, she starts garnishing with random herbs. And and Monica, of course, is wily, and she immediately is like, what the the hell is happening? And then 
Joey stands up. This the one genuine laugh I got this whole time was when um, she's like, "Who is that?" And he goes, "It's Joey." And like, <laughs> like the way he said it was so funny. I I laughed out loud. Um, he but was yeah, so sad. He was so sad. But it was, it was oh because his head got stuck in a turkey. I'm like, who does that? Um, he so, did end up spooking Chan- uh, a goatee sporting Chandler though. Yes. And then that and, was all worth it because of that. And they and so just a little about the 1992 setup is because earlier in season, let's see, three or four, uh, Janice asked them, "Have any of you ever done it with each other?" And they're like, "No, but all of us almost." And it flashes back to their lives in 1992, and you discover that Phoebe was living with Monica, but getting annoyed with how anal she was about everything. And uh, and you discover at the time Chandler had a goatee, so they, they did a good job. Uh, their continuity of that, which later their continuity falls through, and I'll point it out. But um, they did that. And another thing I noticed this time, see, I all I've watched the show a million times, but I noticed something new this time. What? Oh, that is shocking. You know, it is sh- it's shocking, and it's always the, the brilliance of the show. And in, so in 1992, when you look at their apartment, because Phoebe's currently still living there, if oh, you the look... painting was there. Yes! So, but it's not, it. the, it's not the exact painting of Gladys, but it's very similar. So later in season nine, when Mike is moving in, she has to get rid of this really ugly painting of this, where this lady's coming out of it, and she calls it Gladys, and she thinks both Monica and Rachel really want it, and really they don't want it. But anyways, I was looking, and I was like, oh my god, is that Gladys? And then I looked up a picture of Gladys, and it's a little bit different. So obviously, Phoebe just has this style of making paintings where women are coming out of the painting in very odd ways. And I thought that was really cool that... Um, it's Because it doesn't happen until season... The Gladys storyline doesn't happen until season five. So I, 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 next time I watch the whole thing, I'm going to start tracking the Gladys painting. Okay. I love that. I love that you found something new. Thanks. Me too. Me too. <laughs> um, yeah, so that was Joey's story. And then um, I wrote down something Chandler said. I can't remember why he said it, but I thought it was so funny. And I just, I, I've always related the most to Chandler. But he said something, he's like, reliving, reliving past pain and getting depressed is what Thanksgiving is all about. That made me laugh too. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he's in his element, and that's and that's a good running joke of all the Thanksgivings is how much Chandler hates it and how he likes when other people hate it too. Yeah, and then Rachel starts piping up about I know Monica's worst Thanksgiving, and Monica's like, "Hey, like maybe don't tell a story. I don't want that story to be told." And Rachel's like, "Oh no, I'm Rachel, and I'm adorable, and can do whatever." She's my least favorite character. <laughs> no, so you're kidding. Like, determined to tell this story that she knows her best friend doesn't want told. So we go what what year is this, Anna? The first flashback for, for Monica? Uh, 1987. Okay, so we flash back to 1987 and it's high school age Monica and Rachel. They're in their senior year. Pre-nose job and back when Monica's still fat. And I think we need to have a conversation about how do we all feel about fat Monica as a character. I, she's one note, I guess, but I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like it's a little problematic. Like, the, the whole, the whole, I don't know. It's just, like, one, one big punchline. Like, the yeah. whole joke is, like, she's fat, and that's it. Like, that's the whole joke is Monica used to be fat. Everything about it is just, I don't know, kind of right. a thing. Yeah. 
I think now as an adult and looking back, I, I agree. I think it's just, okay, okay, what what does that get you kind of thing? And But I remember when I was, like, early teens thinking it was really funny. And it's like, that's fucked up, you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, Times change, you know? Um, but so Rachel shows up to Thanksgiving unplanned. She's very upset because her high school boyfriend, Ship, has dumped her to go out with, like, some easy girl named Nancy, I guess. And um, Ross and Chandler show up. They're in college now. Uh, Chandler's rocking, like, a pretty impressive flock of seagulls haircut. There, He's introduced as Ross's college roommate and band member. Mm-hmm. And um, he meets... Uh, he meets Monica and like immediately is like overwhelmed at how gross and fat she is. <laughs> I um I, I have a few things to say about this meeting because okay. it 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 throws off a lot of the continuity and I'll tell you why. Because it's not the first time they've met, right? Didn't they meet at a college party? No, no, no. This is before that. So this, okay. but this is the problem. In the pilot, Rachel comes in and only knows Monica and Ross. But according to this episode, she spent two Thanksgivings with Chandler. And so she doesn't remember him in two Thanksgivings and visit him in college. So that they obviously did not see ahead of time from the pilot that that Rachel would already have known Chandler. Unless you can make the argument that she's just so self-centered that she would have blocked him out of her mind. Right. I, I mean, I will say, like, so, yeah, Thanksgivings, but, like, she has spent two like three hour long like she's spent a grand total of six hours of her life with him and then it's it's now what like six years later like if yeah. you if you guys had run into somebody that you met at a dinner par- dinner party six years ago and hadn't spoken to them since would you be like oh i know you like i would be like Maybe I mean, at most. Like, oh, yeah, I met you. But I wouldn't recognize them right away. He does look very different. I mean, I can see both sides of the argument. Like, I can see the argument I just made that Caitlin supported me on that, like, she was, you know, might just not remember. But then when we get to the second Thanksgiving that she tells a story about, it's pretty memorable. <laughs> yeah. So, like, it is a little curious that she wouldn't And they both, and later in season 10, we learned they both visited visited ross and chandler overnight and slept in their room so it just feels but i I totally get your point she could easily self-centered forget i think that's the best explanation if 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 you if you if you're like me and need to exist in this reality and need it all to work out every minute that's a really good that's a really good argument for that okay yeah there's Um, uh and this wait the second thing i want to say about this intro yeah is um this goes back to a trivia question that uh, Tiffany and I had on a French trivia where the question answer was wrong. And this is, let me explain. Mm. It asked what the age difference was between Ross and Monica. You are and never going to let this one go. I'm not. I'm not. Because in this episode, it's very clear. Now, give me a second. It's very clear that Monica and Rachel are 18 in their senior year and Ross just started his freshman year. Okay? So you would think, okay, maybe there's a one one year instruments but a true friend, friend fan would remember that in the bruce willis episode later on in season seven he brags about skipping a grade which yeah. means age difference wise wait a minute i just wait. contradicted my own self wait, wait a minute i have to think about this i think they're two years apart right yeah 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 because he skipped a grade you're right yeah no no, no, Sorry, but, no I, was telling, they... I was doing the math wrong 
Yes. So the answer was two. And on the trivia quest question, it was the answer they said that, that was right was three years. Wait. So that really pissed me off. No, no, no. I have a question. Okay. Where – I don't remember them – I think they – they did specify that Ross had just started his first year of college, yes. I don't remember any reference to it being their senior year of high school, though. Oh, I do. Um, Rachel said something about... Yeah, it's like you're 18. Chip, and I don't remember that they said the age, but I remember she said she can't believe Chip would do this in the, her senior year. Oh, okay. Yeah, there is a mention. at least 17 or 18. And, okay. and if we know from season three, the prom video, she went to prom with Chip Matthews. And she, Which, that's the guy she left at the altar, right? No, no that's she Barry. Left Barry the dentist. Oh, I don't know. But later, Chip does come back and date Monica, oh. and because Monica always wanted to date Chip, Chip from high school, and she ends up dating Chip from high school because Chip still lives with his parents and works at the movie theater when Monica dates him in the present. <laughs> okay. Um, I would just like to make a note. I don't remember what specifically made me write it down, but there was a, a, a little interaction back in the flashback between. Monica and Ross that just like I always have really liked their relationship as brother and sister like I've always thought that they were fun together I don't know oh, totally. is, it, is it when is it when he's trying to be really grown up and calls his parents his first name and then Monica's like call mom and dad and he's like Monica yeah I think that might have been it yeah because yeah. they always got along really well but like they were able to roast each other but still support each other when they needed it I yeah. never knew any sibling pairs that, like, hung out like that. I still don't as adults, yeah. but I always liked that idea. Me too, me too. Yeah. Um, so we, we learned that um, uh, during this Thanksgiving, like, their parents aren't happy that Chandler's there because he basically walks in saying he hates Thanksgiving and he's not going to eat any Thanksgiving food. Mm-hmm. And Monica's like, let me make you some mac and cheese. And she makes him some macaroni and cheese, and he's like, oh, this is really good. You should become a chef. And she goes, okay. <laughs> and she does. Like, her whole life plan has been mapped out by this chance offhanded comment by her right. brother's college roommate. <laughs> right. Which is really interesting that the writers chose to make that the reason why Monica became a chef. But I like it. Interesting. It, it just shows, because when this episode takes place, remember that Chandler and Monica are secretly dating. So the rest yeah. of the group does not know at the time the story is being told. Uh, yes. Interesting. I didn't realize that. No, at least one or two of them knew, right? No, not, not at this point. Oof. No. None Oof. of them know yet. But, um, okay. And, and so uh, Ross also knows now that Rachel's single and he kind of wants to, like, make his move on her. And Chandler's coaching him on that. Um, it doesn't work out. He's like, play her a song, Emotional Knapsack. Yeah, that's a really solid song name. I'm not going to lie. I got a chuckle out of that. Um, and then so Monica overhears uh, Chandler and Ross talking in the kitchen. And Ross is saying, like, yeah, if things work out, I might be out all night long with Rachel. And Chandler's like, no, you can't leave me here with your weird fat sister. And she hears him say that. And then it flashes back to present day. And he's horrified. He's like, oh, my God, I can't believe you heard that. I'm so sorry I called you fat, basically. Yeah. And he, he says, uh, he, t- he tries to equivalent, or whatever the word is. Equate. Thank you. Equate it <laughs> to other stupid things he did when he was that age, including rushing the stage at a Wham concert. Yeah. So, so he's apologizing up and down for that, and Monica's feeling really bad, and then fucking Princess Rachel in the background is like, oh, that's not the worst thing <laughs> I've been talking about. And Monica's like, again, Rachel... 
please don't tell this story. I don't want you to tell this story. And Rachel's like, I'm going to tell the story because I'm a bad friend. Well, I, I thought it was a little weird that Monica, like nothing really particularly bad had happened to Rachel. And, but she, the fact that she assumed that, oh, the worst Thanksgiving for Rachel was my worst Thanksgiving. No, 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 because the, no, the argument was, Mo- what was Monica's worst Thanksgiving? Because it went from, Phoebe's like, oh, I know, it's the one where Joey got the turkey on the head. And they're like, wait, that can't be the one Rachel was talking about because uh, uh. Phoebe, because uh, Rachel wasn't there. And, and, and then Monica steps in and tells the fat story because she doesn't want to tell the actual story that Rachel is about to tell. I see. And what is the actual worst Thanksgiving she had? How many years later? It's just one year later. So it's 1988. It's 1988, and Rachel has gotten her nose job, and we hear about Ross's new girlfriend, Carol, which we know she's a lesbian, so the joke she plays for both teams is ha ha ha. Um, Because she plays uh, golf and lacrosse. Yeah. Yeah. And now they, they what is that look? The Miami Vice look, right? Like, yeah. yeah. The pushed up, rolled up, like, pale suit. Blazers. White blazers with, like, a, a sort of pastel undershirt with and the, like long well, slick back hair and five o'clock yeah shirt. it was a much I mean, they it was an improvement so it was an improvement over the uh the flock of seagulls i will say <laughs> yes definitely um anyway so but monica thought she'd feel really good seeing him like be shocked at the the weight loss but she doesn't oh, yeah, she wants to humiliate him well, because you, you skipped over that part. The big reveal is Monica's now lost, within a year, she's easily lost, like, 150 pounds. No. And she's, like, frail thin. Like, <laughs> I, I wouldn't uh, say 150. I'd say she lost probably, like, 100 pounds. Well, even still, 100 pounds in a year is startling. And it upset me because I didn't remember that the entire reason Monica lost weight was because of an offhanded comment by a boy. She's like, I need to change my entire appearance because of one thing a boy said. Not because of health reasons, not because she wanted to feel better, not because she wanted to look better for herself, but because one guy said something. She was like, well, I'm changing my whole life. It is, it is in retrospect, it's really messed up. And it's weird to see that so much of who Monica is was because of minor comments that Chandler made in the late 80s, you know? That's true. Her whole appearance and her career are because of offhanded comments Chandler made. And yeah, it still takes them five seasons to sleep together. Yeah. Clearly she likes him in a way where she's changing things for him, but anyway. (laughs) You can... It's a different essay. It's a different essay. Right, it's It's a a 20-minute sitcom, guys. Let's not get, (laughs) like... It's a sitcom. It's not changing the world. Like, I mean, it changes Anna's world, I know, but... Right. Well, it just like well, it, it honestly it set up a, a a false expectation of what being a grown up was like. Sure, and, absolutely. Um, I still am so sad I don't have a local coffee house that I go to. I'm sad that I don't live across the hall from my best friends. I'm sad we don't eat dinner every night. It's just it, I had a whole different idea of what being an adult was because of friends. 
yeah, I thought I was going to have enough money to live in the kind of place that they lived in and do stuff like they did all the time and maybe have a job, but that doesn't seem <laughs> that important. But I sometimes go to... You know what? I, I'm going to interject here because I, if you right now, obviously, things are, are tough, but... Um, if you look back at the things that we have done together just as a group of friends ourselves over the past decade, like, it's, I can't tell you how many people I know say that they envy us. Aww. Because we... Well, yeah, that's true. We are we've very tr- we've, We take a lot of trips and do a lot of stuff. We go on a lot of trips. We go to the, the carnival. We go to, uh, like, brunch. We have our book club together. We've, we go to the Ren Fair. We, like, we have right. game nights a lot. Like, I feel like, compared to most 30-something adults, I feel like our life is a lot more, like, fun and, like, then you know, I th- give us give us more credit. That's what I'm saying. Goddamn it! Yeah, no, that's a really good point. I, I think so too. You making that. Like we're doing a fucking podcast right now. <laughs> just been it's been hard to, to remember that because we haven't been able to do those things for so long. And I think the difference was this was set up the expectation that you do that every single night. And even pre-COVID, that was that was our weekends, which were wonderful. But it wasn't every night. But you're right. We should give ourselves but, credit. We've yeah. established like a really long-lasting friend group. And that's and, and rare. Caitlin, I'm glad you I'm glad you said that because I often get lost in fantasy versus reality, and and the reality of our friendship group is pretty great, and I shouldn't take it for granted. And just because we don't live across the hall and we go to the coffee shop every day after and during work doesn't mean it's not great and so thank you i think that's important everyone should appreciate what they have everyone listening to this should appreciate what they have (laughs) right and we might not live across the hall anna but we can walk to each other's places or take a bike ride that's i mean that's true most adults i will say like especially if married adults with kids like don't have what we have they don't have a weekly Dungeons and Dragons session, and they don't have like. Oh, way to out us! Way to out us! No, I'm proud of it. God damn it! Yeah, huge <laughs> dog. The people that run this podcast are giant nerds. <laughs> uh, that's true. I'm, I'm passionate about television. I guess that's not really a big shocker that I also can play Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> okay, so let's circle back to okay. uh, the episodes. So. Right. So Monica lost all this weight and and thought she was going to feel amazing when Chandler saw how good she looked. And he did very blatantly, like, check her out and is obviously very taken with how she looks. But she doesn't feel good, and and she's telling Rachel she wants to humiliate him. So Rachel's trying to give her guidance on how to do that. What does she suggest? She says, guys are naked. She said, get him naked and laugh. And guys get naked right before they have sex, so why don't you seduce him by making everything around you seem sexy? Right. Mm. <laughs> and and what, what does she try to make seem sexy? Ooh. I don't while remember. She, while she's holding the macaroni, while she's rubbing the macaroni uh, and cheese box against her and a bunch of carrots in her other hand, she decides to pick up the knife, because that's what Rachel uses as example of the cool, like, blade. And instead, the no. knife goes flying in the air. And it cuts off Chandler's pinky toe. What were you going to say, Caitlin? No, Rachel uses the towel as an example for how. Oh, you're right. You're right. You're right. Oh my god, I knew something about friends that you didn't answer. Holy shit! You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. She did. She used the towel through the fingers. You're right. Caitlin got me. Ten points. Ten points for Caitlin. (laughs) So she accidentally cuts off his toe, and uh, he's basically wearing like 
wicker shoes, wicker loafers or something. So like it slices the tip clean off. And then that Thanksgiving, they end up at the hospital um, trying to get his toe reattached. Mm-hmm. Right. Which, by the way, they cut out a joke for streaming. And what? I only know this because it's I've watched The Best of Friends a million times, and they cut out this joke. And I guess it's to because streaming time maybe is different. But as soon as they pull the toe out on ice, and 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 Monica says she brought it on ice, Chandler sits up and he says, "Toes on ice, coming soon to Madison Square Garden." And Ross is like, "Dude, save your strength." And they cut that joke out. Oh my god. <laughs> I can't believe you remember the specific wording of an eliminated joke cut for time. Oh my god, I could say I, I knew I knew it like that. I knew it right away because I was waiting for it, and when it didn't come, I was like, oh my god, they cut it out for streaming. I'm glad you remember that, Anna, because you might have single-handedly kept that joke alive because people will collectively forget stuff like that if they cut it out of a rebroadcast. <gasps> so thank you, Anna. You welcome. You kept that alive. I'm clapping for myself. <laughs> I did think it was funny. I also got a chuckle in the scene where they're wheeling Chandler into the hospital, and he's his foot is clearly bandaged, and there's blood seeping from it, and they open the doors by, like, pushing <laughs> Chandler through, like, foot first. And he's <laughs> screaming in pain, and Ross is like, can you stop doing that? Well, and it's because they, they're reading his chart right before that says... Yeah, like male twenty severed toe, and then they hit the toe, and then Ross is like, "You just said it, severed toe." <laughs> Poor guy. Poor guy. But things don't go as planned, and his toe is unable to be reattached. Why? She brought a piece of a carrot instead of the toe. How yeah. dumb is she? I'm sorry. Like, you can't tell the difference between like a severed appendage with a bone and muscle in it, and a piece of carrot. Well, as we learn later, it's just the tip. So I could kind of see in, in, in frustration her picking up a, a peel instead of the, the, the flesh of the tip. But in even... what world would a toe be bright orange? And also, like, he said it's the part with the nail on it. So, like, does the toe have a... It would have a fingernail on it. That's true. I That's did. true. It, 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 the science of it doesn't add up at all. <laughs> In all the dialogue, you think about it. Yeah. I did enjoy Mrs. Geller just, like, uh, very quietly muttering in the background, there's a toe in my kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> That's her primary concern. Not that this kid's got his toe cut off. Just, like, there's a toe in my kitchen? <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. So and then, then we cut. Sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. So, they, yeah. Yeah. I was just going to say, so then they cut back to the present. I think that was everything from the past, right? Yes, and and now Chandler is so mad and so angry, and I actually, I want to ask you guys' opinion about this because I think his is an overreaction, and I think what he did in calling Monica's cat is so much worse than accidentally dropping a knife and cutting off the end of someone's toe. What do you guys think? Um, I think he was mad less about the fact that his toe got cut off and more about the fact that she was trying to humiliate him. Um, I do think he doesn't really have a leg to stand on and being upset that she wanted to him to feel bad because he made her feel bad. You mean he doesn't have a toe to stand on? <laughs> oh, man. Oh, I walked into that, didn't I? <laughs> um, so, I don't know. I mean, I'm of both minds. I would I would be upset if I found out I lost an appendage because of some weird revenge thing that I wasn't aware of. I don't know. What do you think, Caitlin? 
Um, I, yeah, I mean, I understand. Like, well, he obviously knew the whole time that Monica was responsible-ish, even if inadvertently, for his toe loss. Um, but finding out the motivation behind it, I can understand why that is bad. But especially since it's coming off the heels of her being like, I heard you call me fat. I right. Like, to me, that would be your even. But at the same time, I also recognize that this was obviously a ploy for the writers to have the excuse for Monica to put the turkey on her head. So, right. like, I yes. re- it felt very forced to me, but I read it so much of, like, the writers trying to force this moment that it didn't bother me as Chandler as a character. Because I'm like, it's clearly outside forces making him feel this way. Yeah, that's a, that's so a good like, take. Like Anna said, nobody knows they're secretly dating at this time. Um, and so maybe they're probably wondering, like, God, why is he freaking out? Because he, like, storms out, and she follows him, and he goes back to his apartment across the hall, and she's like, what can I do? And he's like, I just need time alone or something, and he, like, slams the door in her face. Yeah. Right? Was, Which I think is an overreaction. It was an yeah. overreaction, but that was clearly, like, oh, we oh. need an act out. <laughs> we skipped over when he says, they call me Sir Limps a lot for a year, and Ross then later says that he thought of that nickname, and then Joey calls him a dork. Because he is a dork. He is such a dork. So, what happens at the end? What's the what's the bumper? How did well, she try to make it up to him? Like you said, it was the tool, the writer's tool to get, him, get Monica to put the, the turkey on the head to make Chandler laugh. And Chandler, in laughing at the the turkey on the head with the hat and the sunglasses says, oh my god, I, lo- I love you. And that's the first time he said it. And I want to say, whoever writes H- HQ Friends Trivia really messed this up. Because to me, this is the first time Chandler says, I love you. And in their uh, HQ Trivia Quiz, it was the time later in the episode where they don't know that we know that they know, is yeah. what they said. But really, to me, this is the first time he says it. I mean, well, it's yeah. to you. Like, it's it's actual indefatigable proof. Like, it's there. He said right. it. And I like that, like, we don't get to see her face react to it. Like, there's something very funny about that to me. Yes. Yeah, yes. that was a good call. Yeah, so this, that's, why, that's why people are wondering why I didn't get 100% on the HQ Friends trivia and only won their office trivia. It's because uh, of this question. I, I think that you put to bed a lot of people's concerns. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't want to walk around with people being like, you think you know friends? How many trophies do you have, you know? Well, you have one. Yes, yes. Well, we got second place in our, even though they got the, the age difference wrong between Monica and Ross, we ended up getting second place out of, like, what was there, Tiffany? Like, bunch of teams, like, over 100 teams, I think. It was a stupid number of teams, and I would like to, like, take a moment to toot my own horn and say that I actually contributed quite a few answers of my own to this. So I oh, you won it. I you won it for us. Hotels. Did I? I didn't win it, did I? I think you won it for us with the director, because it asked which director directed the most episodes, and you know because you had just watched so many. Yes, that's right. I don't remember his name now, but I do remember there was one director whose last name was Boners. Peter Boners. Yes. I'll never forget. Boners <laughs> with a Z. Oh, Which, man. by the way, I feel like we should say this episode was written by Gregory S. Smallins and directed by Kevin S. Brightman. I feel like, as people who work in the industry, we should have said that. I yes. remember Brightman. Yeah, that that's a familiar name. Yeah, well, Kevin S. Bright is at the end of every episode with Marta and... Marta Kaufman Crane. Yeah, and, um... Oh, my God. 
What's it, uh, the right, another creator? Crane? No, that's his Kaufman. last name. Kaufman? No, right? Kaufman is her last name. I know, I'm, I'm naming Arthur three Kaufman, Crane, and Bright, or something like that? Yes, those are the last names. What's his first name? David uh, Crane, Marta Kaufman, and Kevin Bright. Say that again? David is, Crane? David Crane. That's it, that's it, that's it, that's it. I couldn't remember that it was David yet. I, one time, so one time I saw Marta Kaufman at the at the Grove. No, no, wait, I gotta, I gotta back up even more. I was driving to the Grove. <laughs> And I saw the guy who plays, uh, what's his name, Mr. Heckles, the downstairs neighbor. Yeah. Yeah. And I saw him driving in his car. I was like, that's so weird. I get to the Grove. I get out, and I see Marta Kaufman with her family. And I was like, I, I, something came over me. I was like, Marta, this is so weird. I just saw Mr. Heckles driving here. And she was like, who the fuck is this? <laughs> like, I could tell she was so taken back by that. And like, and I was like, oh, my God, I love Friends. Um, and I don't think many people would have recognized her. Oh my god, Anna. That's, that's an Anna moment for sure. No fear. No fear. Yeah, well, that's... Just, it was just so weird. On the day that Mr. Heckles was driving next to me, I see her like 20 minutes later. Just, come on, that's weird. That's kismet. That's a lot of random friend sightings in one day. Yeah, I will did... agree with you. You did good. You did good. Thanks. And then, so then the episode. The tag of the episode, of course. Well, first, then jo- Joey actually gets scared by Chandler, which is a callback to, to Joey wanting to. No, no sorry, by Monica. Monica, it. yeah, because Monica came. Yeah, because yeah, yeah, that was. Did we mention that Monica's apology was wearing a turkey on the head with a fez and big giant glasses? Right. Yeah, and that's what made him say, "Haha, I love you." And then Joey walks in and is scared, which is the callback to him trying to scare Chandler. Yeah. And then the tag is now we're at in 1915 and we're World War One, and it happens again to Phoebe. Yeah, I think she's French this time. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, a bomb goes off and she looks at her arm and she's like, "Oh, thank God!" But then it just falls off and she yeah. goes, "Not again." <laughs> <laughs> Which is I think so funny. <laughs> oh God. Okay, so Caitlin, what did you think of this episode? You know. How would you rank it? So, like you, I I was a fan of Friends as it was airing. So, I was, like, I think eight years old when it first premiered. And it was, I was old enough to be aware that it was, like, a big deal. Like, that show was huge. And it, it was PG enough that my, my parents let me watch it. So, I think I watched the whole series, like, in real time as it was airing. Um, wow. I liked it at the time. However... I also, like, going back and watching it, I'm like, oh, I don't find it funny. Like, but I think it's just that you're so emotionally invested in these people and these characters that, like, you just are happy to be in a situation with them. And there's clever turns and there's clever twists, but then at the same time, it's like, oh, this isn't that funny, though. I don't know. That, that's my take on it. But, like, I, I get the, the sort of nostalgia, the warm feeling of, like, Anna said, like, you feel like they're your friends. So, um, it's, you just enjoy hanging out with them for 22 minutes. Um, but, yeah, but, again, I don't think the writing is particularly, it's not, it's not bad at all, but it's just not, it's not funny in my, in my mind. I think for me, it um, definitely hasn't aged as well as some other shows at that time. I mean, I don't necessarily think that that's like a fault that was intended by the show. Just some things ended up not being okay anymore, which I rightly so. 
and so a lot of the jokes didn't age very well and a lot of the plot lines didn't age very well but I still have such a like nostalgic feeling for it and like I can agree it might not be the funniest show but I do still laugh at it quite a bit especially certain characters like I laugh at Chandler all the time I think he's so funny um and what's been interesting for me especially like re-watching it last year was kind of seeing like an evolution of the characters that I liked mm. because I liked Rachel a lot the first go around I thought she was like so glamorous and cool and whatever and then watching it as an adult like she I find so selfish and manipulative and just awful and the other the other big change Chandler's been consistent for me and the other big change is like yes Ross is uh, annoying and like kind of a drip and whatever but like as an adult watching rewatching it I find myself like siding with Ross a lot which I don't know if I like what that says about me <laughs> as a person but like I find myself understanding a lot better like why he was always so frustrated and exhausted with people I'm like he's the most realistic one to me in some aspects because I feel like I would react the same way as him in a lot of situations <laughs> I, I love that. I think Ross gets so much hate when people, like, pick their favorite characters and stuff, and I, I never got that. I, I mean, I like to think I love them all equally, but I know if I had a gun to my head, my least favorite is actually Joey. Yeah. Um, so, I get I get it. Like, and, and yeah, and each time you rewatch it, depending on where you are at in life, it's you relate to a different character. And yeah, which is pretty cool, I think. Yeah. Because like, I got to watch it, like, as an actual adult who's older than they are on the show, you know? Right, so, like, right. I'm past the point in my life that was, like, their age or whatever. So it's been interesting for me to see, like, the evolution of, of how I feel about the characters because it's definitely changed over time. I, I love that. I, for me, it's just, like, it's a comfort watch sometimes, even if, like, because I've seen it so many times, I know the jokes, some, some episodes I know by heart, and it's just so incredibly comforting that that is the attraction still to me, even though I can see, oh, my God, this is completely homophobic, or this is fat-shaming, or what are the, you know, like, it doesn't, it doesn't bother me because of the nostalgia factor and the comfort factor, and there are times when, if I want to get out of something, I say, oh, my God, I can't, I have plans with my friends, and they don't know that I mean these six friends. <laughs> well, I do think it's, like, pretty, it's pretty remarkable, like, love the show or hate the show or ambivalent about the show, like, you can't deny that it has had, like, such a huge impact on culture to the point where, like, even if you've never seen it, you can probably name the characters, and you can probably say that, like, oh, yeah, that's the one where the guy said the wrong name at the wedding, right? Or, like, it's, like, leaked into the cultural lexicon, like, so prevalently that you can't, like, avoid it. And especially when it was on Netflix, you know, for the last few years with new generations getting to watch it. Yeah. It's interesting. It never has really gone away or died down in popularity. No. Yeah. And and what's interesting now is the stars, I feel like, are re-embracing it. Because I feel like after Friends, they really, they all wanted to do different projects. They were trying to distance themselves. And now we've come to the point where they're like, oh my God, we were in something so special. And you see them hanging out more and you see them posting together more. Like, even last night on the Emmys, Monica, Phoebe, and Rachel were together. I mean, the actors, obviously. And um, and they made the joke that, of course, they live together. They've been living together since 1994. You know, I, fe- I just feel like there's this new wave of them embracing it, which I think is is really nice. Because before, if you watch them talk shows, like, in, the, in like, 2005 or 2006, when they each had other projects, they, they kind of are so tired of talking about friends, they don't want to. And now they finally are talking about friends again. I, I think I, that's, I love that. that's normal, though, because it's like... I. I 
I think that's normal because if you look historically back at like as soon as people are done with the project and when they're in the moment where people are never talking about anything but that stupid project they're in and they're in the peak of their career it's it seems like so many famous people are like don't talk to me about insert a huge project here but then like once like 10 to 15 years passes and it becomes just as nostalgic to them as it does to all the other people then they re-embrace it. I think that's why there's so many like people doing table reads of old movies that they've done or old TV shows that they've done. It's because you need at least a decade to pass before the actors realize, like they look back on it fondly. So that to me that makes total sense. But like, well, yeah. I think too, it's like they all wanted they're they're working actors. Like their careers weren't going to be over when Friends is over, but they find themselves pigeonholed, right? Like like any of the actors from Harry Potter, you, you want to try to do something like very different. And it's hard for anybody to take you seriously if they only ever see you as one thing. So they don't want to talk about it because they're like, that's behind me. I'm not that character. I'm an actor. This is my new thing. So I get that wanting to distance themselves like Caitlin was saying. But there is a resurgence of it. I totally get it too. But I just, I, I come from thinking a successful show like that or like The Office or like even Harry Potter is like catching lightning in a bottle it mm-hmm. doesn't happen majority of the time it doesn't happen and majority of the time actors aren't going to be known for hundreds of years to come about something so when you do have it I think you should embrace it right away but of course I've never <laughs> that's just coming from a fan who's, I've never been in that situation if I ever create something that is so beloved why would I ever distance myself from it because that is so rare because it's so never it literally if, if you think of all the shows that get greenlit and you think of all the shows that get to friend status it's like what one percent so i don't know that's how i feel about it no i i agree but i also think like imagine if every single moment of your day that you spent out in the world every like every single human being you came into contact with over weeks over months over years just said the same shit to you every day like and I've, I'm not famous, I never will be famous, nor do I ever hope to be famous, but, like, I just remember, like, working in retail, I'd have the same two or three lines of dialogue thrown at me all day, every day. And even just that, I remember, like, after six months straight of, like, oh, my God, like, how do you not eat all the candy in this store? And, like, the 500th time I heard it, I wanted to scream. And, like, because I have fucking self-control, that's why. Like, but it's, like, I can't imagine, like, and that was just when I was at work. Like, that wasn't when I was going home. That wasn't when I was, like, going grocery shopping. Like, and I realized, like, oh, I get it. They must be fucking insane about this. Like, I get why they want to shun it in that moment. But, yeah, right. I don't know. That's just my, that's just my guess. <laughs> that makes, I think it would, I think if that did happen to me every day, it would, it would get it'd be in the way. It'd be exhausting. But it's just, I, I just know, like, it's so hard in this industry to have something to be successful and to make something successful that it's always like if you if you think about it because like when uh matt leblanc was cast he had like 18 dollars in his bank account right and it's just like you don't they the actors struggle majority of their careers so if you have this big hit oh my god i would embrace it with my whole heart but again i'm not living it and it would probably be completely different if that was my everyday yeah, who knows? Well, Anna, when you make the next huge movie, you, you'll experience firsthand what it's like. I mean, we've been with you, Anna, in the airport when when people are talking to you about your movies and announcing yeah. Anna White, screenwriter, in, well, the, in the airport line. That did happen one time. <laughs> yeah, and we were there, so it happened, and it counts. But, um, 
You're right. I ju- and I yeah. I like being behind the scenes, just like Kayla. Okay. So Anna, I, I I know you listen to our show faithfully, so you know we like to <laughs> we like to go back and like rank rank. That's not right. Rank or like rate. I thought you said rate. Yeah, we try to rate what we watch, like out of ten. Taking away like nostalgia <laughs> factor, if possible. Like, what would you rate this, Anna? Um, one to ten. This just this episode, not Friends, the TV show, not the concept of Friends Thanksgiving episodes, but this specific Friends Thanksgiving episode. That's hard. Cause, yeah, my knee jerk reaction was ten, but if I had to be completely diplomatic about it, and I would say seven, six point five or seven. Okay, I would say six. I'm I'm impressed. Caitlin, what about you? Yeah, same six. You know, it was it, it had enough. It was unique. It definitely is a unique show, and it has, like, terms that you don't see on other sitcoms. But, yeah, like I said before, the writing didn't, like, pop to me. Okay. Now, the other thing I really wanted to um, ask you guys is if we had to, like, assign a friend to all of us, who do you think our friend would be? Like, who are we most like? Anna, you know them best. Maybe you can do that. Yeah. Who are we most like, me and Caitlin? Um... That's interesting. I would... Well, I think I'm most like Phoebe. I would have said yeah, that, that's yeah. That's not that, a question. That was, <laughs> no, no, no. I was going to say you're the most like Phoebe, Anna. Yeah, of course. Uh, I would say Caitlin is closer to a Monica. Okay. Um, slash Ross. Because, Caitlin, you can be cynical. Can I? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Tiffany... You are a very Phoebe Chandler. Phoebe Ambler. Oh, interesting. Huh. I wouldn't have picked Phoebe for me. Yeah, well, I wouldn't you, have either. You, you have a lot of weird quirks, too, that I don't think a lot of people know. Great. We don't have to get into them. <laughs> but that's um, interesting. Okay. Uh, more so than, um, I don't think either of you are Joey in any way. I, I think... Tiffany, you could also have a little bit of Monica in you. Uh, you're Monica in the sense of, um, I know our friends group is all owed to you. You're the glue of that, for sure. Yeah. Um, it's so true. That aspect yeah, that's really Monica. sweet. Yeah. Um, um, I, I, but also, yeah. can I just say, because everyone loves playing the witch friends character, are you? Yeah. And I get asked that a lot about people, and um, I Sorry just... Sorry to be basic. No, 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 you're not basic at all, and this is a, this is a, a diss or anything, but you know what? We are us, and they are them. And yes. and that's and that's just, you know, you. I don't know, I always find it weird when people want to, like, I watch Titanic, but I don't want to be Jack or Rose. Like, I don't know, it's just... By the way, have you guys done a Titanic one? No. Um, no, I think uh, is that too late in the nineties? No, this is this episode aired after Titanic came out. That's true. Oh, I think right. sometimes, oh, sometimes for your view, uh, for your listeners too, because I actually do listen to this case. <laughs> you should you should say your what the show is at the top of the show. You always forget. Yeah, we do. You don't say this is a nostalgic rewatch of childhood favorites. No, we. we, we... Oh, you want us to like say what the show's about? Yeah, what your podcast is. Well, it's not our fault that you forget that. <laughs> well, I just, I, didn't, I just, like, um, for, for, for new listeners, 
in the future at some point god knows when uh doing like maybe a titanic episode of oh, course oh, no. it might have to be a two-parter <laughs> oh no I don't, I don't know if i could put tiffany through that i'm sick that day <laughs> <laughs> but if people ever want to um just message me privately and want to talk about titanic i am always here yeah how can we reach you anna how, what's your social media um people can reach me on twitter at anna.s.white and I added the dots because there's been confusion. Because um, my middle name and my middle initial is an S. It's not, and my last name is White. And so it's an- people, it's not Anna's White, it's Anna's White. <laughs> I mean, Anna's both are true. But <laughs> well, I've had twice now where someone is like, your email's Anna's White. And it, and it was just like an awkward situation. And and so in Instagram, I added the dots. And I don't think on Twitter they let me. So it's Anna S. White on Twitter. But yeah, that's fair. So yeah, you guys feel free to uh, DM Anna any of your Titanic questions. Or friends. Or friends questions, or just questions about writing and making movies, because she's got a lot of good working knowledge on that. And you have Um, some movies coming out, uh, don't you, this year? I I do, um, but I also just want to shout out, in case the listeners don't know, Caitlin is also a TV writer, and uh, people should know that as well. Thanks, but I don't have... I have nothing to plug right now, Anna. You should do your plug. Well, you will have something to plug next year to to be continued. Um, but if you guys want to watch some fun holiday movies this year, uh, one is called The Christmas Edition on Lifetime, and it's November 15th. And then one will be called The Christmas Ring, and that's on Hallmark, and that doesn't have an air date yet. Um, and then I believe I have a cheerleading thriller, quote-unquote, uh, coming out in October on Lifetime. Yay. It's called Cheer Camp Killer, but um, it's not that bloody. So, <laughs> very exciting. We can post when you when you find the air date for the other Christmas one. We can we can share that with our listeners. Thank you. Thank and you then, guys. And then, like Anna said, Caitlin is a very funny writer, and you can find her on Twitter. What's your handle, Caitlin? Duffasaurus underscore Rex. Underscore Rex. Yes, she's very funny. You should yeah. follow her. She tweets a lot. And yeah, she's funny. She's funny yeah. on Twitter. And Tiffany's yeah. also on some... Tiffany's on Instagram. Yeah. Yes. She's eight. I don't... Uh, I have a Twitter, but I just wear... I don't have anything worth saying, so I don't say anything. And I don't have anything to plug, because I just deal with numbers all day. Yeah, but you... People don't know you work... You're a really important accountant for a really big production company that does hit TV shows. Thank you very much. It's true. So. They, they, these shows that you love couldn't exist without Tiffany's hard work. Yeah, oh my God. this is just a real love fest. I'm so <laughs> lucky that you girls are my friends. Oh, oh no! Oh, 
I'm glad they called it that and not one of the working titles, which was Across the Hall. Oh, that's a bad one. What was another one? I think it was like Friends We Have or Friends We Are or something. It was more than just the word friends. Oh, yeah. Friends is classic. Friends is friends. I mean, it's everything you need to know about the show in the title. Yep. (laughs) Yep. Anyway, Anna, thank you so much for joining us. I'm so thrilled that you were able to do this um, and share your love of friends with all of our listeners. Uh, thank you guys so much, and I love your podcast, and I love you guys. Aww. Aww. We love you too. Um, so thanks for listening, everyone. I'm Tiffany. I'm Caitlin. Not Anna. No, oh, am I supposed to say I'm Anna? <laughs> no, I don't know. I thought that... you guys were doing your sign-off. Yeah. Well, you're, you're part of it now, and that's Anna. <laughs> yeah. All right. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Bye. guys. Bye. Bye.